welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast, a podcast in which we watch every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation and talk about it. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And if you would like to follow along, the entire first season and possibly more seasons we need to investigate are on YouTube. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about season one, episode eight, Secrets and Lies, which was a doozy. So, Kelsey, why don't you read us the Degrassi Wiki episode synopsis? Sure. And by the way, very, very cryptic title. Um, Okay, so it is. After a long absence overseas, Ashley's dad is back in town. She's enjoying his company and attention, but something tells her there's a piece of his life that's being kept from her. Under pressure, her mother reveals a long-kept secret. Also a very cryptic description. Yeah, no, it's it's all, it's very, like, secrets and lies. It's very, you know. So this episode is named after both a song and a movie, which I'm going to admit I did not do enough research on, but I'm going to wager to guess that Secrets and Lies is a pretty basic title. That definitely applies to this episode. Ooh, maybe it's about espionage. <laughs> that's all I can hope for. I don't know. I feel like that's a secrets and lies. Yeah, no, it's it's very heavy handed. Yeah, no, they're 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 not beating around the bush here. Um, but I guess we could just start straight up from the beginning. Um, I mean, in the first scene, Ashley's dad is dropping her off. They've just had a nice day. Ashley goes inside, and her mom and Jeff, who's Toby's dad, for those of you who have forgotten, are fighting about vinegar in the dishwasher, which sounds like a very, like, old married couple fighting thing, which really bums me out. I know. They're, like, pretty newly wed, and they're already fighting about the dishwasher. But I don't know. Whatever. I wasn't very invested in the fight where Jeff kept forgetting to put vinegar in the dishwasher. But so Ashley strolls in after her great day with her dad and her mom's like, oh my God, how was it? Was it fun? Did you guys talk about anything else? Which, I mean, I remembered basically everything about this episode as soon as it started. So I thought it was kind of like obvious <laughs> what she was trying to do. But I but it went right over Ashley's head. I literally I wrote down. How do you not know your dad is gay? He brought you to brunch. <laughs> so clearly I remembered everything right away too. Um, yeah, he he brought her to brunch, which is like, my dad would never bring me to brunch. No, I mean, and I also, I feel like back in 2001, brunch was not as big of a thing as it is now. I think it's only even a big thing now in like, LA and New York and maybe major cities where restaurants have kind of made it a weekend thing but every it's a very luxurious like not necessary thing to do and in 2001 if my, if your dad is taking you to brunch he's probably gay it's true um so you know a very very cryptic very brunchy and then we're at the school, and Terry is showing Ashley a locket with her mother in it. And I'm just, oh, poor Terry. I just, Terry, this whole episode is just on her A game. Um, but that was sad. And then um, Queen Kwan comes in, and she, and she, um, and she's carrying this poster. 
Because their Lord of the Flies test is coming up because somehow they're still reading this book. Their Lord of the Flies test is coming up and she's just walking with this poster covered in like three photos of severed pig's heads on spikes. And they're bloody pig heads just all over this poster. And she just waltzes in with this pig head poster in right in the middle of shot being like, all right, guys, we're wrapping up Lord of the Flies. Got to turn in your put like projects coming up with just holding this bloody pig head poster and it was kind of amazing it was pretty great um and then you know so that's that's really the gist of it and she and ashley is like yeah my dad's coming back into town he's gonna come into our media immersion class and then we are with the grade sevens in their class um and they're getting ready for they're gonna read all these haikus and Emma's is amazing. It's incredible. It's about pollution. And Obviously. I love it. And I love it. And it ends in our fault. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's about the polluted ocean. I didn't write it down, but I just wrote down, of course, Emma's poem is about the environment. Because what else would it be about? Maybe an endangered animal, which is still related to how we are failing our environment. And she's talking to Sean, like, about if he's ready for reading his haiku and he's like um oh yeah that's happening why are you so excited about this and once we get into class sean's poem is pretty great and he counts off the syllables for the class as he's reading it and it's basically just about hating poetry and queen kwan is just like I mean, I know you're being a bad boy right now, but poetry is all about expressing your feelings. So you actually did a really good job on the assignment, Sean. Joke's on you. Which is just another reason to love Queen Kwan. It's it really is. It's it's the thing. It's the best. Um but so what's going on um, before we get to all of the haikus, because, <laughs> oh boy. So the plot point for the grade sevens is that Liberty has a crush on JT. And it she's not, she has zero chill about it. She's not subtle. It's just Liberty loves JT. JT is horrified, <laughs> which is like, which makes me feel bad for Liberty but also, like, I guess I understand. And I don't think they're compatible at all. No. Liberty is too type A aggro. And JT is, like, total class clown opposite of that. Which, I mean, I know you say, like, the whole opposites attract thing is a thing for a reason. But only up to a certain point. Like, Liberty is straight up obsessed with JT. Like, when JT throws a paper airplane in their homeroom that morning at Mr. Simpson, Liberty like jumps up and takes the blame for it. And Mr. Simpson is so confused. And as well as JT is like, why the fuck is she covering for me? I didn't ask for this. What are you doing, Liberty? Speaking of that, what the fuck was up with that jet plane noise? <laughs> he throws the paper airplane and they literally put in like the sound of an airplane like landing. Oh, it, it was fucking crazy. But yeah, so Liberty, you know, she like takes the blame for JT for no reason, which well. is like she's tr well, OK, not for no reason, <laughs> but she's like trying to impress him in ways that like I don't fully understand. I mean... I understand it. It's just not the right way. It's very much 
when try she's just trying way too hard to make him like her, which in turn makes him like her less, which I feel like is a theme with Liberty in most of her social interactions. She either has no concept of what like social situations are as a concept and just is very oblivious when speaking to other humans or she's just like way 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 overboard with everything she does yeah it's it's a it's just too much it's just way too much and then she has a fucking haiku (laughs) that is bonkers and it's not even the right number of syllables and it's basically her like she's making like direct eye contact with jt like a psychopath and everything she's saying is crazy and i wrote down the line there's this one line that i need holland to explain to me because maybe i'm a dummy or maybe it just doesn't make any sense but all right where where is it um because i wrote gross liberty so gross and then height subordinate to his heart what i like i'm i'm i what does that even fucking mean i think she's trying to say that even though he's short, he has a big heart, but it doesn't I doesn't really make any sense. And the, I, the only line I remember from her poem is the last one, which is makes me lie awake. And I the whole time that she was saying it, I was just cringing. It was very reminiscent of this the Josie Grossy flashback scene and never being kissed. Yeah. And it made me like really sad for her but not as sad as I was for like Drew Barrymore in that movie but it was just like girl no don't write a poem for a class assignment about your crush that's probably the most mortifying thing you could ever do even if you aren't weird and awkward and kind of on the outskirts of like the social realm like Liberty is if anybody did that for someone they liked who like wasn't already their boyfriend or girlfriend, it would look insane. Uh, it just just gave me so much secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, it 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 was fucking rough. It was brutal. It was not my favorite. Um, and then so Ashley's dad is talking to the media merchant class, and he's being very chill and subtle about all of his war wounds, which is like. Okay, we get it. Yeah, you're an all-star. We get it. And then all of the girls in class are just in love with him. Which, I mean, I guess he's kind of attractive looking for an older guy. But I didn't think he was, like, anything to write home about. But also, maybe I'm just like, that's Ashley's dad. I'm not going to have a crush on him. Even though Paige and Terry have no problem with saying that her dad is hot later when they're, like, playing field hockey for some reason. Yeah, I don't think they ever play field hockey again, but they're dressed for it and they're holding sticks, so that's fine. No, I, I agree with them. He's pretty hot. Um, I don't know. That, that's really all I have on that. But um, I I think I'm feeling pretty ready for uh, Fashion Police, if you are. Okay. Um, Everyone in this show is wearing turtlenecks. So many turtlenecks. It must be like, they must be trying to transition into like, oh, it's winter now or it's fall. Like, it's getting colder. So many turtlenecks, but also so many, like, so many turtlenecks, but not enough sleeves for the <laughs> turtlenecks. Yes. Like, Queen Kwan is wearing a sleeveless turtleneck shirt. I believe Terry wears one at some point. Ashley wears a turtleneck. 
It's like those people that wear crop top sweaters. I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. The only person who can ever wear a crop top sweater is Cher from Clueless. End of list. I know. Totally. And then other than I going to admit, I did not write down a lot of fashion notes because there was so much else going on. But I wrote down again, just like hoops. So many hoop earrings. Everyone is wearing hoop earrings, but we we have covered this already. Oh, also JT in one of his outfits, he's wearing a bright red, like long sleeve t-shirt on top of bright orange cargo pants, which I was not a fan of. Yeah, it's bad. Um, Ashley's mom has a really nice, like, grown-up version of the, like, stretchy choker, which was good. Um, She's a very stylish lady. Like, she always looks great. Like, in the Parents' Day episode, uh, everyone was like, Hobie's mom, oh, my God. I'm like, no, Ashley's mom dresses so much better. Like, so good. Um, And then Paige's hair is crimps again in this episode, but it's less good. Like, it was, it was really well done in the last episode, and in this one, I'm like, there's too much in the front. This one, yeah, there was too much, and she also had, like, a weird strand of hair that was acting like a headband at one point, but it, like, wasn't enough hair to be, like, a cute, like, Brady bow headband thing. It was, like, a weird string of hair on top of her head, and Emma also had some crimpage going on. She had, like, a tiny little, like, side, like, ponytail that was just crimped like on the side of her hair that was already down, which also reminded me of Lizzie McGuire. But I think that's all I really have for fashion police. Yeah. I mean, this isn't even really a fashion note, but I noticed that Ashley has very pretty eyes and that was it. I just never noticed before. They're very pretty. Yeah. I'm all up. Yeah. She's has the whole dark hair, bright eyes thing going on. Can't lose. Um, I'm, I'm good on fashion police. Are you good? Yeah, I think we should just jump right in to, so after their weird field hockey conversation, I think Ashley and her dad have another like jaunt and she comes back to the house and her mom comes and greets them and like just is kissing her ex-husband a lot. That is, it's a little confusing. I mean, even knowing that he is gay, she's kissing him on the lips a lot. Like, oh my God, hi, kiss. Oh, Ashley, why don't you go inside and get like a bag? I'm going to catch up with your dad. And as she walks in, she like kisses him again. And I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just not a very affectionate person, but I found that kind of strange. I felt like the second time around, I thought maybe that she was just leaning close to him and talking because they, they put a kiss sound in there, but we were getting it from Ashley's point of view. So I felt like maybe it was trying to show us that Ashley is thinking that they're kissing, mm-hmm. but maybe that's like just too much for Degrassi. Maybe they were just like kissing twice like weirdos because um, I'm also not an affectionate person. So I also think that that's a little weird. Um but you know, I I didn't think it. I didn't think they kissed a second time. I thought it was just like her perception of what was going on, as she's like holding the garbage and weirdly smiling from behind a bush. <laughs> um. So then they're in the kitchen, and she's like, "Something's going on," because she's asking why they're not getting back together, basically. And they're ignoring the fact that she's already married to someone else. Like, are you guys gonna get back together? What the fuck about Jeff? What about Jeff? Yeah, you literally live in the same house with him and Toby. I think we've passed the point where your mother is going to get back with your dad. Like, I understand holding out hope. You're a young person. But, uh, like, as soon as your mom got married, I think 
the discussion of getting back together is probably over. Also, I wish they had given us more context with how long it has actually been since her dad left until he says at the very end or she says, like, it's been five years or whatever. But I feel like it would have been a little bit it would have made things make more sense <laughs> as to like why is her mo- why are her mom and dad getting along so well like how long ago did they break up like they have a really functional relationship as exes right now what's going on yeah it's yeah no i i just i don't know and and then when she's like bothering her to be like what's going on what's going on did he find someone else and she's like not really ish <laughs> not a woman and she's like well is he gay and then she's like yes and ashley's like i was joking which is like i kept having to be like it's 2001 it's 2001 it's 2001 and then her mom was like ashley it's not a joke your dad is gay and i was saying he probably should have been the one to say that but at the same time he has been like a big fat coward about telling ashley about it the whole time then i'm kind of like all right, I see you, Ashley's mom. Like, she had, like, some, this shit had to get aired out at some point. And then Ashley becomes a little bit of a diva about it. Yeah. Well, he keeps chickening out. I'm, I mean, I'm so like, don't out other people. Mm-hmm. Like, that is unfucking cool. But she is being asked by her child, their child, like a direct question. And even if she was a little joking about it, it's like, She's not going to outright lie and be like, no. I mean, I if I was in her situation, I would probably be like, ask your dad. Why don't you call him right now? Yeah. Or I'll call your dad right now. And then I would do that. But it's, you know, it. every parent is different. And that's what she felt like she should do in that moment. And I don't fault her for it because it's like he's been chickening out this whole time. And they've been lying to their kid for five years. Like he moved away to Europe and didn't. And decided just to handle it that. I mean, I don't know if that's why he moved away, but it seems like partially like he moved away to Europe to avoid having this conversation for five years. And they kept so they Ashley goes to school. She's really grouchy about it. And her dad comes and like checks her out of school and they have a conversation and he tells her they just kind of have a heart to heart. And he tells her, I'm sorry I had to do what I had to do, even if that meant hurting you. I never wanted to do that. But when your mom and I broke up, you were too young. But to which I said, like, when, like, that's not like a thing you, like, age into understanding. You just have to have that conversation when it happens. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I just, there there was a lot for that. I mean, that was at the very end of the episode. But it's like, you know... I just, ugh, I don't know. I just, I, I felt really bad for both of them in this situation because he shouldn't have bailed that way. And, but I, it's, it's hard. It's a hard situation and there's no like good way of dealing with it when it's like, like whether you're gay or straight or whatever, like leaving a family is a hard situation no matter what, like it is. And it's, it's, but she doesn't handle it well either. Like, just nobody handles it well. I mean, I think initially when he was explaining himself to her, saying, like, I had to do this to find my truth. I had to be honest with myself. I had to leave. I'm really sorry about it, but I had to do it. I think she started to kind of accept the situation. And, like, I never got the impression that she 
was like grossed out by it or like I never got the impression that she was mad about the fact that he was gay. I understand her. She was definitely shocked by it because she had no idea. And that's a very that's a very different thing to learn about a parent, especially when it's been kept a secret for so long. And I think she was never angry about that, which I was like, props to Grassy. We're not going to be homophobic. Well, in, uh. not in this storyline anyway. And as soon as he started talking about his partner, Christopher, who had, who Ashley had actually met before without any context as to who he was, um, then she kind of flies off the handle and gets really angry about the fact that he just lied to her so much for so long, which I totally, I think she's justified in being mad about that because that wasn't, that wasn't a great way to deal with the situation. But I understand also that it's 2001. This probably happened, what, in 1996? It's still, it was not as like, it wasn't as great of a place in the world to be gay as it probably is now. It's still not, we're still getting there, but it definitely wasn't as like socially accepted. And I understand why he like tried to be straight and tried. He said, kept saying like, I tried to make it work, but I couldn't. I'm like, oh, everything about this is so problematic. <laughs> but yeah, I understand why Ashley got so angry at the end because her dad did something wrong, but also... I don't know. It's a very complicated situation. Yeah, it's it's tough. And then she and she takes it out on Paige, which so I, I there are a few things. Um, First, when Ashley gets told and she's like she finds out that he's gay, they do this like Hitchcock vertigo zoom in. That's really amazing and like so dramatic. And it makes me laugh every fucking time. <laughs> um, And then she also like really harshly takes it out on Paige which is like you know she's the thing with Paige is that I feel like her heart is in the right place because her brother Dylan who we will meet later who's amazing yay um who's season amazing three. season three I'm so ready um he's gay so she's coming from a place of like well maybe this is a thing but Paige just has this like tone to her voice at all times that it always sounds like she's being a little mean Paige doesn't really have any tact. And I, yeah, she's, her heart is in the right place. But the way she, so they're sitting in the cafeteria. I think it's right before Ashley gets checked out of school. Or maybe it's, oh, it's right after she comes back. I can't remember. And they're in the cafeteria. And she's right, she's like talking to Terry, saying, My mom told me something last night. Like she's about to tell Terry about things. And then Paige comes over and is like, Hey, Ash, so I was thinking, your dad, great catch, right? I mean, maybe you still hung up on your mom, but, like, what if he's gay? And I'm like, Paige, this is not the correct way to bring up this theory. I feel like just calling your friend's parent gay is kind of, it was kind of a weird, I don't even know. It was a weird, it was like she was accusing him and it made it, I don't know, it was really weird. She was out of line for sure. Like her heart was in the right place, but she was definitely out of line. Um. Oh, and you know what's weird? Okay, so right after the Vertigo Hitchcock zoom in and they're back at school and it's Toby and JT, oh it's weird to me that Toby knows. 
Like, why did they tell him? Like, I understand that he's family, but it took them five years to tell Ashley. And it's like, well, cat's out of the bag now. Let's tell Toby. It doesn't make any sense. And it feels like the kind of thing that, like, would end up getting spread around the school. And I'm surprised that what that wasn't, like, a weird plot point that happened. I'm glad it wasn't, but I'm surprised. I know. I don't know. Maybe... Ashley and her mom just had a really long conversation about it. I'm sure Jeff knew because I'm sure that Ashley's mom. I love how I know Jeff's name, but I can't for the life of me remember what Ashley's mom name is. But I'm sure they had that conversation. And maybe Ashley and her mom had like that. The conversation might have continued from there with her mom. And Toby came home and like didn't know what was going on. And maybe they had like a family heart to heart about it or something but it is a little weird that toby knew like immediately after ashley knew but they're so but jt and toby are walking down the hall and toby tells jt about how ashley's dad is gay and jt's like oh my god how could you ever like another guy like girls are sexy but like guys are gross and hairy and have bo and i don't understand which is wrong on like a whole bunch of different levels. But one is like, I feel like like that's not how it works. That's not how sexuality works. It's not like you're like deciding. You're like, like oh, oh, 2001. It's 2001 and it's also like JT is 12 and doesn't like doesn't totally get it either. Like he probably like just started liking girls. <laughs> JT is the worst person in this whole episode. If we had an anti-spirit squad, I would nominate JT every time. A hundred percent. So throughout the episode, Liberty keeps doing things. Oh, also, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet, but the music that plays every time J or Liberty is like looking at JT longingly or doing something to, that's very clearly like she's doing something because she likes him. There's like this weird like 50s doo-wop music that plays in the background and it's amazing. But so Liberty wants to interview JT for the grapevine and she's like, JT, you're like the person of the week. I need to interview you. And so once JT finds out that Ashley's dad is gay, he brings up a solution to his liberty problem to toby which is to pretend that he is gay to get out of liberty liking him there's nothing that i hate more than this storyline i fucking hate it it is infuriating like talk to her he's like i'm dropping all of the hints i'm like eh. she is a like 12 year old girl and she likes you she's not picking up any of the hints if she she was dropping hints and you didn't know that she liked you and she's so obvious and he didn't even know that she liked him until Emma pointed it out. Also, he I don't even remember him doing anything to indicate to Liberty that he didn't like her other than like hiding from her in a locker, which she didn't even really see and pretending that he had dance lessons, which is like a weird excuse to have that like who would pick up on why that would be an excuse anyway. It's like she thought he was making a weird joke because it didn't make any sense. He says later on the episode that, like, she couldn't take a hint, but he was not giving her any hints about anything, which also made me angry. Like, I liked how he went from, like, kind of avoiding her to making up this entire gay lie about himself. Like, he went from zero to 60 on, like, the what-the-fuck scale real fast. He 
barely tried to set her straight. It, oh my God, that was a really bad choice of words. He barely tried to like <laughs> make it clear to her that he didn't like her. And the route he chose was so offensive. So, so offensive. Like just fucking upsetting. And it's like, all right. So when he's telling her that he's gay, he's he's having like a normal conversation. And if he, we didn't know that he was like just being an, a fucking asshole, it would actually be a really nice moment. It would be it really seems like someone coming out to their friend being like, can you please keep this a secret? Like, he's not snickering. He's not making it weird. He's just like, I'm gay. I really would appreciate if you didn't tell anyone. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, thanks for telling me. I really appreciate it. And I'm like, if this was real, this would be a great moment. Yeah. Liberty was very understanding when he was fake coming out to her. And, like, the way the scene was shot and written like if you just took that snippet out and didn't have any context around it it would have been a really great scene like JT was like okay thanks wow that was easier than I thought it was going to be thanks for understanding I just wanted to let you know because it seems like you liked me like if he were actually gay and he had that conversation with her that would have been a really touching moment in the show but no JT's a fucking awful human being JT is garbage and then he follows up by in the next scene going from like like a fucking normal to crazy town bananas. Ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. I literally, while this whole scene was going on, I genuinely, like, I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch. I wrote no with 44 O's. I just counted them. There are 44 O's in my notes. I just had my hands over my face, like, the entire scene. Because I, like, I remembered this scene and I, like, I knew what was going to happen. It was like watching a cr- train wreck. Like I couldn't wa- look away, but I didn't want to be seeing it. He does, he, oh, he like does like the stupid, offensive, stereotypical, like gay hand gesture and saunters over to Liberty and is like, Hey, Liberty girlfriend. And, and like crosses his legs in a very like flamboyant manner. And it's so awful and probably was meant to be played for jokes at the time while when the episode was made but this is one episode that does not age well in the slightest and it makes me angry you know if this was something that was played now there would be online petitions tumblr would be up in fucking arms I would be up in arms. I'm mad. Like, I hated this. I hated it so much. And I just had to just be like, 2001, 2001, 2001, 2001. Yeah. So after he does that, Liberty, like, flees the classroom because she just can't take it. And he, I guess he goes and follows her in the hallway. Or at some point, they have another conversation. I don't really know. At this point, I probably blacked out from anger at some point. And (laughs) they have a conversation in the hallway. And, oh, no. Liberty asks JT if he'll come out in the article she's writing about him. Because she's like, you know what? Why don't you come out in this article? Like, you could really help a lot of other people who are struggling with the same thing. And he's like, Liberty, no, I'm not gay, okay? I lied to you because you couldn't take a hint and da-da-da-da-da. And Liberty's like, um, 
if you didn't like me, you should have just said that, you asshole. And then she walks away. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I 100% agree with you, Liberty. That was a dumb thing to do. It was a really dumb thing to do. It's just, ugh, it was horrible. It was fucking terrible. And so there, I just had a few things about this scene. And one is that Liberty does not understand how coming out works. Like, you can't, like, drag someone kicking and screaming into, like, a public article for the sake of newspaper sales. Like, that's how tabloids work, and it sucks. It's bullshit. It's why tabloids make things up. It sucks. Um, so, like, first of all, no, Liberty, no. No, no, no. But also, JT cannot commit to a bit. Because he's only been lying for, like, six hours, and he changed his mind already. Like, oh, just fuck JT. Fuck this storyline. I fucking hate it. It's so bad. And then, okay, so then after Ashley gets back from her chat with her dad, she gets really mad at him because he lied about Christopher, his partner, and... She's like, I can't believe you lied to me. Like, you've been lying to me forever. La, la, la. She storms away. She goes back to school. She talks to Terry. She tells Terry, like, her dad is gay and she's really mad about it. And she's going to cut him out of her life because he's lied to her for her entire life. And Terry, with some wisdom, comes in and says, Ashley. Or no, Ashley's like, Terry, you don't even understand. Like, you couldn't understand what's happening. And Terry starts to walk away, but then she turns around and is like, hey, Ashley, I'm about to smack some perspective in your face because my mom is dead. Like, I will never see her again. You have a choice to be able to see your dad again. And stop complaining about this. You'll get over it. It'll be okay. It's This is not the end of the world. And then... It kind of ends on Ash, and then it ends on Ashley's sad face, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, I think you covered it all. Like, yeah, I mean, Terry lays down the smackdown. Ashley is a uh, sad face, and it. Yeah, no, it's this is the first episode that hasn't ended in like a neat button, really. Like every other episode so far has been like very like. And it ends, and maybe some things are slightly changed, but for the most part, it's, like, very, like, after-school specials, sitcom, everything is exactly the same. Yeah, things were left very unresolved in both storylines. Like, JT and Liberty have a, their whole fight, and Liberty's like, you're an asshole, you should have just told me goodbye. That's how that ends. And then Ashley is mad about her dad, and Terry's like, hey, don't... Don't write him off. I know this sucks, but, like, this is not the end of the world. And Ashley's still just sad about it. And I just want to also take a step back and read you. So on the Degrassi wiki, if you click on this episode to read, like, the entire summary and, like, weird facts about it, there is a poll quote at the very top that just quotes, like, Terry saying, My mom died, Ash. She's never coming back. But you... You have your dad back. Terry, it's not the same. No, it's not the same. And you want to know why? You have a choice. I don't. Don't make the wrong one. And it's just credited as Terry setting Ashley straight, which I think just sums up the entire episode. That's true. And what a great reading from Holland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so let's see. Spirit Squad Captain, I think, should be pretty obvious. It's Terry every step of the way. Terry lays the smackdown. 
Terry sets Ashley straight. Terry is supportive. And also when Paige like jumps in to say her bit, Terry is like a little bit mean, which is refreshing. She never is. And she's like, Paige, we're talking. And it's like, good for you, Terry. Terry has a backbone in this episode, which is like kind of a first for her. And I love her. She's doing great. Team Terry all the way. Terry is Spirit Squad captain. Did we talk about the fact that Ashley threw chocolate milk in Paige's face? Because I don't even know. We might have even glossed over that. But I just want to say it again. Ashley threw chocolate milk in Paige's face. And it's amazing. It's incredible. It's the best. Um, I mean, ship of the episode. Oh, and I totally agree with your spirit squad, Captain. 100%. <laughs> like, I don't even need to say anything else. I think it was obvious when I, like, kept pulling up pull quotes from Terry. Yeah, no, she's she's definitely she she wins Spirit Squad forever. Um, did I have an anti ship of the episode? I don't ship Liberty and JT. Oh, you know what? Who my ship of the episode is? My ship is um, Ed, uh, Ashley's mom and Jeff. You know they're they're not doing great, but they seem to be okay. They're working <laughs> it out. I don't know, or like Ashley's dad and Christopher. Whoever that is, he sounds like he is blonde and has a mustache. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. I don't know. Old people get the ship of the episode because everyone else is garbage. Yeah. Anti-ship, definitely Liberty and JT. Because, again, Liberty, why do you even like JT? He teases you all the time anyway, even before this stupid, weird way to get him to get out of you liking him. Like, he wasn't that great of a dude to you in the first place. And he looks like a ferret. He's so tiny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I I guess I'll do like Jeff and Ashley's mom. I mean, they have a squabble about the dishwasher, but if that's like the thing you fight about the most, I think you're probably doing okay. Um the moral of the episode. Be a tolerant human being. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Just like fucking stop being 2001. I don't know. It's it's bad. It's just the whole thing is just bad. Like it's a good episode, but it's also terrible garbage. I mean, yeah, I guess moral is uh, be tolerant of other people. Um, don't lie about bullshit. Like yeah. like be honest. Be honest. That's it. Moral is be honest. Don't Let's be honest. <laughs> don't have secrets and do not lie because it gets you into sticky situations and you could end up hurting people. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Don't have secrets and do not lie. Just don't do what the episode title is. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess plug a clock for us. Um, you can follow us on Tumblr at whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com or on Twitter at Degrassi Pod, or you can email us at Whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Um, did we mention our Tumblr? Because we have one. Yeah, okay. And uh, personal, pl- oh, yeah, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes. Personal plugs, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hollandtacular. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. Um, and uh, as far as plugging another thing, so you guys can find like maybe your next Degrassi. Um, I will plug a, another podcast, actually. Um, I'd like to plug Lore, 
which is like this really great podcast about like um like supernatural creatures and stories and stuff and it's really well produced and it's a really good time um so that is mine lore l-o-r-e find it on your podcasting devicing thing i'm gonna plug an instagram that i just fairly recently started following and it's a cat instagram so if you don't like cats i'm sorry this will not be applicable to your life but if you love following adorable animals on Instagram, you should follow shadow underscore scuba. I love that one. Which are two adorable little puffy little kitties who are great. Scuba is my favorite. She looks like an insane cat. She has crazy eyes, but I think it's the most adorable thing ever. Also, this is the episode I have officially come out as a cat lover. So I'm sorry about that if you are more of a dog person. I, I'm a bit of both. Um, but I'm very pro-cat, and you guys have heard the dog in the background of almost every episode, so you know that I enjoy those. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, rate and review and subscribe or whatever. I don't know. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye.